without a patter. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Welcome to the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio, every Wednesday at high noon. <sighs> Alright, uh, LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, is on her way. She is almost here. Yay. AltaCast. Oh, what are we going to talk about today? You know, the huge, whatever's happening in the news and... I don't know what's happening in the news. Latoya's going to come tell me. She's going to tell all of us what's going on. Because I live in a barrel of IPA and come out for free ice cream days. Lucky us. Yay, AltaCast. You're listening in the background, of course, to Kope, the Japanese Bjork. And uh, do that again for a second. Uh, We'll be right back with all kinds of joy and wonderment on today's AltaCast, August 1st, 2018. Alright, what's going on today? We got a phone call here on line one. Do I want to talk to Sweet Gale or not? Right? Is it a not? Is it a yes? Who knows? Okay, it stopped ringing. Thank God. Sweet Gail. Always calling in. Never listening. Interesting. Lady. Good life. Uh, oh. Hey, listeners. I had a rough night last night. To a big old, big old comedy show. Big ol' big old show. Everybody was there. Lots of people were there, but not when I got to go up on stage. That was fun. It's Latoya. Yay. She has purple hair today. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, perfect timing. Your Uber was exactly correct. They came correct. The phone was ringing, but it wasn't Steve Poggi, so I don't want to talk to Sweet Gale. Like, I just can't even do the, what's it called? Oh, yeah. Well, last night, there were some comedy shows, and, you know, I, a fellow, a fellow comic said uh, that he came up to me. He was very drunk, but, you know, a drunk man's words are sober man's thoughts, and he... <laughs> said, I just think it's so sad that, you know, so many San Francisco comics don't think you're funny. And I was like, oh, thanks for saying that. That's what, so 
does that mean you think I'm funny, but no one else thinks I'm funny? Or what? I, I don't know how that all worked out, but I was like, great. Thanks for, you know, solidifying my thoughts that people don't think I'm funny. But it sucks because, like, I think I'm yeah. very funny. Is this a person you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's Brady Hold. It's fine. I shouldn't trust anything he says anyway. Wait a but <laughs> I mean, so, so he can, he's speaking for all of San Francisco. He's speaking for all of San Francisco comedy everybody. when he said, I just think, I just think it's so sad that so many comics don't like think you're funny or respect you as a comedian. And I was like, yeah, that's about, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about, thanks for just validating all of my, you know, thoughts and fears and uh, it's cool it's cool i'm just so glad to be part of the wonderful supportive community huh just, well i just no, no, no it's i mean, fine it's just no it's not funny. audiences think i'm funny yeah exactly comics don't think but i'm it, funny it, it, but audiences laugh at my jokes so you would know if okay. you sucked you wouldn't get I laughs i would think i would know it's hard to tell though I mean, as a comedian, you know when you have good shows and bad shows. And even some of the best comedians out there have bad shows. And the fact of the matter is just like, you know, you know if you suck, if you don't get any laughs. Right. You know. Well, it, 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 but when you do rooms with comedians all the time, it's like when, you know, I love to be in front of real people. but then it, And then I go out to a show and I'm sitting there and sitting there. And waiting for my turn and it wasn't even an open mic I was booked on this show and I was like on the flyer and there was a picture and just as I'm see the audience was so big and I just see them all leaving and they're leaving and I'm like so do I get to perform for an audience or just for comedians again is that how like when the audience is biggest you know you put on your best comics I think you know were I mean, you like last or something I wasn't last but I was like, I mean, I just, wa I mean, I'm sitting there and, you know, it was a later show. So I'd already done two other things. And anyways, it was just depressing because it was like, I'm just watching the audience leave. It's the same thing that happens if I just, I was hoping that I'd get to perform when the audience was bigger and I didn't. And then all the real people left and then it was just comedians again. And it's like. Well, I mean, also, too, I remember I ran into this, like, one of the, I think it was, like, the third or fourth time I did stand-up here, and I got mad <laughs> because the audience was leaving, and I thought that was so rude coming from Chicago because I'm used to, your audience would stay until the show ends. Right, right. And I was just like, how rude are these people? You don't leave in the middle of a goddamn show. And I remember most of them went outside. So I think you you, you remember this. We we took the show outside. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, so if you guys don't want to stand here, inside, we'll, go outside. we'll go outside. Sure. This yeah. is where the party yeah. is, right? Yeah. Everyone wants to fucking leave. Yeah. But I, I think there's something, it, really, I... I think I don't think it has anything. To they weren't leaving because of you. I just think. Oh no, they didn't. The thing is, no, because no, I wasn't performing. Just, there were just, other people that weren't being funny that they were walking out for, and that was fine. I was yeah. just upset because I'm like, if the audience is big, you put up your funny people. You don't put up, you know. It was yeah. just I was booked on the show, and I just it would have been, you know, I'm watching the clock tick. It's like it was a nine o'clock show. I get there, 
and I'm waiting and, and I sit down and then I see the clock it's 10 o'clock and I look at the clock again it's 10 10 I look at the clock again it's 10 20 I look at the clock again now it's 10 40 and so it's almost 11 it's, it's almost 11 I didn't get up until after 11 and I was booked on a nine o'clock show and I wasn't that it was like uh. it, it was just thing where basically he booked an open mic at a new place and it's fine there were it's just that I don't know I was hoping to go up when the audience was bigger and yeah, and it, then and then people were running the light, like it was only supposed to. I didn't know how much time we were supposed to do, but other people were running the light, and then they were commenting on running the light, and then I'm just like, all I'm thinking is like, Jesus Christ, it's 11 o'clock now. I'm an old woman. Like I gotta get home. I gotta go to sleep. I gotta take the bus home, and I'm just wait. And but that's people who've been there since nine o'clock. They don't want to be there for. That's a long. It's not it, fair to ask an audience to be there for longer than two hours. It's just not fair. Yeah, I mean, uh, unless you, I mean, if, unless Chappelle is performing and something like that, right. you know. Yeah. But no, it was just it was. It's was it just a little bit disorganized? Well, I mean, it was. I didn't even know where I was on the list. I didn't know where the list was, and then finally, anyways, I finally got to go up. The audience was light, but by that time I was, I was drunk, so I don't even remember like what jokes I did if I was funny like I feel like I need to talk to Natalie Fauzi she and I were hanging out and I was like was I funny (laughs) (laughs) I I mean I don't even I don't even know anymore I can't even tell I'm just I'm just depressed it's one of those things where it's like it just makes I just want a quick comedy like I'm just like, don't do that. Don't be like me. (laughs) I haven't done anything since December and I've been very unhappy. Well, I don't feel funny anymore. I, either do I, and I'm doing it like every day. Yeah. I did 35 minutes on Sunday at, at to a to you thank did, you. You did an HBO half hour I did special. An HBO <laughs> half hour special to to Anthony Zaccaro's family. Thank you, Anthony Zaccaro's family, because he his family came to see him do 35, which was oh, great. He was good. very funny, but I didn't. I nobody was. I didn't. Even, couldn't even get Jonathan to come with me. So I was just like, he, basically, he brought the audience for me to do time in front of. I felt very grateful to that that there were that I was like thank god you let me go first because if he would have gone first maybe his family would have left with him oh. and then they, no 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 but they everyone hung out it was fine Sunday was this fine this was on Sunday yeah you know I just I, this the comedy scene here I mean we've talked about it so many times yeah. it's not it, it it's not cutthroat but it's a lot of people a lot of know-it-alls mm-hmm and a lot of yeah. them don't know shit. Right. Yeah. Or have never studied or and I'm not saying you have to study comedy, but you in comedy there's a sense of community where you support there's, each other. It should be. And because you all are all of you guys are grinding at the same time. And so as long as you're not stealing each other's jokes, yeah. you know. And I just again, it, it seems like there's no sense of community yeah. and it, it's a bunch of people that think they know shit yeah. but they don't know shit well and and, and I don't want to be like I know shit but so last night I'm hanging out at a different bar and everyone's making a big deal because this one particular comedian she just got published or whatever and it's like um, I've I have two books out there. I have two published books, and I've got I've been published multiple times. Nobody's like singing my praises. Nobody's sucking my dick. No one's tap dancing for up. you, Pam. Yeah, saying like, oh, dancing. you, Look, I you're. I tap dancing author. for you, Pam. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you need a goddamn audience. I'm your audience well, today. I, I don't okay, so this this weekend was also a little depressing. I, I went to a wedding and I was a plus one and it's lovely. They were they're Jonathan's friends and they're millennials and 
Yeah, there was stuff. There was they didn't have shrimp, but they had these little lobster rolls. They were okay. Oh, even better. Yeah. yeah. Um, the salmon was overdone, but it was okay. <laughs> Anyways, it was a lovely wedding, but I was having a hard time at the beginning getting into it because. First, I don't really believe in the construct of marriage. This woman is chattel and being moved from, you know, her father's house to now this man's house and he's going to take care of her and all that bullshit. I don't believe in, like, that whole contract of marriage. I don't think that you should... Anyways. I, it just is a like, contract. It is a contract. So, I'm there and, I'm, and and also it was really difficult because I was around all of these people, like, saying how wonderful these two people are and all of this support from all of these people and they had family around them and this is a very expensive wedding it was probably a hundred thousand dollar wedding and it was it was really it was really nice wedding and it was great but the thing was like i just and i feel this and i mean i have to acknowledge the feelings i feel an overwhelming sense of jealousy because i don't have a family who gives a fuck about me and i don't feel like i was sitting there talking jonathan i'm like she has eight bridesmaids she has eight fucking bridesmaids I wouldn't even know. I mean, I guess you'd be, if I ever got married, I'd ask uh, you to be a bridesmaid. I, I just don't have any girlfriend. I have, I don't have, I'm like eight, you have eight friends? You have eight, <laughs> you have eight girlfriends? Like, what the fuck? And he had eight, I'm like, this is the biggest wedding party ever. You have this many people that give a shit about you that like took their entire week off to go deal with your wedding? Like, Nobody would do that for me. I can't even get people to like sub on a Saturday night for a fucking rental. And I'm going to get people to come to a wedding like that's four hours away. That would never happen. So it was really difficult for me because I was feeling all these like, you know, overwhelming feelings of jealousy. Like, oh, look at you. You have a family and friends that give a shit about you. That's nice. Like, I just did the fundraiser for the station. No one with the last name of Benjamin, nobody in my family gave me a dime. Not my parents, not my brother, no uncles, no cousins, no aunts, nothing. There's no one from my family supported me. This is my business that's like, I need help. And I don't have a family that gives a fuck about me. Now it's starting to bother it's, you. Well, it's yeah. starting to bother me, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, a, I'm a, and I go to this wedding and there's this big family and everyone loves these people. And I'm like, fuck you guys. You have fucking people that give a shit about you? Fuck you. And I feel that way because I'm like, Okay, they were well, at $100,000. People paid all this money in dresses and such shit to get there. I can't even get people to give me five fucking dollars for the goddamn station so that everyone's dream can live. Not just my dream, but I'm trying to facilitate a lot of people's dreams. And it's hard for me to deal with the concept that I have no support. I have, like, no support system. And then... You know, Jonathan and I are talking about it, and I'm like, nobody ever wants to, like, work with me. Like, no one's asking me to co-produce or do anything with me. And then he goes, well, that's because everybody works for you. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this is, again, this is a me problem. Like, but the thing is, everyone has to work for me because nobody, people don't do the things they say they're going to do. There was a rental the other week, and I trusted a guy to do something, and he didn't show up, and then the people are here for the rental, and they're like, what's going on? Where's Wait, the guy? What? Yeah, and he didn't oh, He didn't no. show, he showed up late. He, he showed up at like 8.30 or something. He was supposed to be there at 7.50. So finally he walks in, I'm like, thank God. Because the rental's calling me, and I live. And the door's locked and stuff, right? Oh, no, no, no. Well, that was the other problem, is that they were in here because the show before them was here, so they came in, and they're sitting here and waiting, and there's no one to run the board. Oh, my God. So they're in this space they don't know how to lock up even if I was like yeah get the fuck out of there they wouldn't know how to lock up but it's like even when I trust people to do things they don't follow they're through they're not professional right so then I'm like who do I trust where is my support like I 
finally, oh, look, Pam Benjamin asks for help. And I ask for help, and then people don't follow through. And I'm like, fuck, man. So then it leads me back to like, well, I can't trust anybody. I have to do everything myself. And I don't want to feel that way because I feel like unsupported, and I don't like it anymore. And I don't know how to like... I have so much... I have so many anger issues and so many things to deal with because... I don't, I feel like nobody else follows through. Yeah. You follow through yeah. every week. Every week you're here, and I love it. And or if I'm not gonna be here, I communicate. Yeah, you because communicate I would want that. that done to me. Right? That thank you. But it's professional. It's, it's so simple. But it's just, I, I don't know. And so I, I've got, I've just, I have a lot of, I have so many anger issues right now because I just feel like. And I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be like, the world owes me something because the world doesn't owe anybody anything. Right. But I'm still like... And, the thing, and I think, you know, when you see, like you were talking about, like going to this wedding or whatever, you see all this like you, love going around. And it, and it, it kind of is like, wait, I haven't did anything to anybody, especially my family. It's not like we had this big, big fight and no, you know, everyone just stepped away from me. Right. Well, no, the, they just they didn't invite me to Christmas six years ago. And I was like, you didn't invite everybody's. And then, then I learned that they all do vacation together every, every, it should be around this time. Hey, I bet my entire family is up at the Orca Islands off of um, Seattle. It, that's the thing is that like, the, why is it's it? It's because they have money and I don't have money. And so they think that, well, we, they said, well, we didn't want to invite you because you wouldn't be able to afford the ticket anyway. And it's like, well, even if so, the... At inviting me the meant inviting. something. Right. I'm your daughter. I'm your flesh and blood. See, you know what's really fucked up is like I'm family. an aunt. I have two nieces that I've met three times in their entire life. And I think now they're like 15 and 13. Oh, man. I so think, they're, what are they're their young women. Uh, one of them's, the younger one's named Ella. And the older one's named Riley, I think. Like, I don't even, this is how disconnected I am from my family. But here's the thing. They don't give a fuck. Like, they're not reaching out like, yeah. hey, you have ants out there. And it's like, what are you telling these children? Like, I'm this dirty, freaky, weirdo drug addict that lives in San Francisco. Like, is that is what do you tell them? Do they ask like, oh, we have an aunt. Don't we have it? Don't you have a sister? Like, and then what do they say? These They're Republican fuckballs. Like, well, she's a communist, so we don't talk to her. Like, I don't know. Like, I just don't. Which will probably make the, the girls be even more intrigued as they get older. Like, let's find this cool aunt. Yeah, I don't give a fuck at this point. You know, fuck them. Fuck but, everybody. Seriously. But like, not even. No know, support. Not no even support. a cool aunt or uncle. I, I. I'm smoking pot right now. I'm the devil. Like, I don't know. I don't. I was just talking to my aunt who's in Venice right now. And, you know, having that. I've seen what family can do to people. Like, it's really fucked up what family emotionally can really scar people by by nothing. Right. But it's but it's this. I had a great upbringing, I think. I mean, this all happened as an adult. Like, I was, you know, exorcised by my family in my 30s because I guess I got the divorce and I left the you were unhappy. life or whatever. Yeah. So, well, and, but, but now, I, I guess I'm supposedly more happy now. I mean, I'm sad today because I feel like comedy is... But you're living your best of. life that you know that you want to live. It was the only life I can live. Like, yeah. what else am I supposed to do? You're supposed to stay with your ex-husband. Well, and, and be miserable and probably be a pill popper or suicidal. Yeah, that was that's that's how I was back then. <laughs> uh, I love that value. I still love it. 
But it, I mean, I just I I don't know. I don't. I just wish. That have you ever tried to have the? I'm, I'm, well, I'm sure you probably had tried to have the conversation with your family before about like who you are as an individual. No, they don't care. If they gave a shit, they'd listen to the podcast. Like, anybody who wants to know anything about me, hey, you can listen to Mutiny Radio. Thanks, Mutiny Radio listeners. You guys know me better than my parents do. Like, they don't give a fuck. If they, if, if they gave a fuck, they'd listen to, I mean, every Friday, Pam Dass' Comedy Clubhouse. I do a fresh 10 at the top of every Friday. If you want to know what's going on in my life, you can listen to my comedy, which is... I mean, basically, it's like... Somebody needs to reach out, either you or them. I'm, I'm not reaching anywhere. I, Have the you thing tried? That, no. The thing oh, that's, so the, that's a problem. The thing that's going to be a bummer, because they're the ones that didn't invite me. I'm not reaching out. They don't want to see me. If they wanted to know anything about me, if they gave a shit, they would have gave the goddamn station $10 fucking dollars. I mean, I didn't. we didn't even make the $3,000 goal, and it just makes me so sad that my family gave me nothing. They spend, the joke is, uh, we can't go into Costco without spending $300. You know what I mean? It's just you go in there and you walk out with a pair of jeans and uh, you and go in for, towels. you go in there for paper towels and you come out with a cashmere sweater. <laughs> it's t- Costco. That shit is ugly. Well, no, but it's just, <laughs> if, I know that these, I, I've, I haven't hung out with them in six years, but I remember the last time I hung out with my parents. When when they leave the house, they end up spending $100. They just can't not do it. If they go to Safeway, they're going to buy bottles of wine and food and things they don't need and weird shit for their cats or whatever. You you can't throw me 100 bucks for the fuck for my fucking dream. Like I'm in a, my my dreams are meaningless. And and it sucks. I just and you know, non-supportive Unsupportive parents, man. And not that they have to... I mean, I'm a fucking... I turned 44 this year, so like, oh, I really want my parents' support, but I just want... Not just in money, I but... I just want... No, I, at this point, I just want the station to survive. Like, I've put so much into it that if it dies now, it's like, I just... Anyways, I you just You know what wish. I was thinking? Maybe you should write a long letter to them. No, they don't know how to read. <laughs> No, they they do. They know how to read, but they'll they'll they won't they won't get it. It doesn't matter. If they want to know anything about me, they can read. I mean, I've written books. I, I, I look up my poetry. Like there's stuff. They just it just doesn't even matter. It just doesn't. And the, and the thing is, I shouldn't care. No, no, you're a human being. You have feelings. You kind of like what we were talking about last week. You know, there you. You, you should care. I mean, you should care. I would, I would be worried if you didn't. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, God, you cold bitch. I don't know about you. Uh, I need to be a, I need to be a colder bitch. No, I you, think. You no, know, like, you don't, because there's too many of them out here now. Yeah, but they seem to be so successful. Like that's the thing. Is like, but are they happy? But they end up usually killing themselves. It doesn't. I mean, oh, Kate Spade. <laughs> Look at right? Kate hanging herself with her own scarf. I mean, and, and that is great. I yeah. I think that that was autoerotic asphyxiation, and they just didn't want to say it. I think oh, that God, he. I don't that. think. I don't think they found him like hanging in a closet. I think they found him. Like I think it was probably a, a jacking off issue, but they didn't want to lump him in with the in excess guy, uh, Michael Hutchins, Michael Hutchins Ooh, or another one, yeah. or the the other guy who uh, did it that way. That uh, David Carradine. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Why do I know all these? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that happened. Actually, I had a buddy in vet school, and her husband accidentally killed himself 
with autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh, shit. Yeah. He did a thing like in a chair and he attached the belt to the, the door, wall yeah. or the door or something. And then he just, he just went too far in the chair and ended up dying. And they and, had people around that loved them. Right. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. I mean, I'm very lucky. Jonathan. Jonathan loves me unconditionally and forever. And I'm very lucky to have him and his support. But like, and his family is exceedingly supportive and very nice people. And they, he keeps, oh, you know, it doesn't matter that your family doesn't. I actually just uh, started talking to my mom again. Ooh. Uh, just... I hadn't uh, seen her in two years. Ooh. So, like, yeah, that whole... Because she still doesn't accept me for who I am and who I'm with. And so uh-huh. I'm just like, you know... And she didn't want to see me last year. Stuff, you know, I've talked about it on the show numerous times, but we started talking again. But it's our relationship is always on shaky ground. Sure. And so she said, she even said to me, if I, you know, if Marcus and I ever got married or had kids, she would not go to our, our wedding. What? You know, which hurts. So I'm just like, well, I'll just invite in Joe. And I got friends <laughs> and other family members. But the thing is, like, you know, not having that love and the acceptance from your parent really fucking hurts like for a long time like in my early 20s i was suicidal again because my mother and i you know she thought i was worthless and all these all this stuff and i wasn't matured enough to finally break break down everything from you know things from my childhood and things that she's saying right now and i don't know it 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 was hard it was hard but now we start we started talking again but that means you know I see a pattern where we don't talk and then we'll talk again and then I'll be telling the truth about something that you know she's wrong about and she'll get mad at me and call me a bunch of bitches and assholes and Mm. stuff so it's just yeah family is fucked up it's difficult stuff dealing with humans and, and daughter mothers and daughters especially like you don't even you talk to your dad via but email in, yeah email but not we don't like actually but you talk. and your mom don't even communicate not even not at all not even a little like not if, even a little what is it about mothers and daughters like you know it, it it's so toxic like, it can be it i don't know what it I, is okay I, I think that what it comes down to is that a lot of it's the expectations that people put on their children because you're supposed to like, so I understand like my mom didn't get to guess, live the life she wanted. She never got to do like the whole education thing and maybe get the job she wanted, but she always wanted to be a visual merchandiser. And when I was a visual merchandiser, Oh, she was so happy. And, but we sort of live the dreams of our parents. Yeah, that's true. And then I stopped living the bougie, dream of my parents and you know I really it's just it's hard to be a socialist in a capitalist world because (laughs) everywhere we turn we're taught that our worth is monetary and that what we make as money as opposed to what we make I mean I, I try to make art and I just and then but then they say well you know, art's one of those things where people have to buy it and they have to like you and you have to, you know, you have to monetize that or whatever. And it's like, I, I just, I constantly feel worthless because I don't, I've never made money. I don't see myself as a person who knows how to make money or even 
I mean, I just don't even understand. When my accountant tells me that I own a business now and I'm supposed to lie, I'm supposed to be creative with my accounting for taxes, I just don't even understand. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand how to run a business because I don't understand money. It's just little pieces of paper and I... I don't know. I like to save it little pieces. It makes it too of paper. complex. That's the business side. It's, I I don't know how I'm supposed to. Uh, this is funny. My dad. I'll go through the things my dad sent me uh, recently. There's a picture of Trump walking with Queen Elizabeth. The Queen Elizabeth, but she's carrying her own golf clubs. And he's he's not oh that's photoshopped in yeah she's carrying like she's his caddy i guess that's why is that i don't understand i don't i don't it's a i don't understand his obviously it's a dig to the british but right okay this is what he sends me unverified but makes sense senate democrats demand supreme court nominee not be unduly influenced by u.s constitution here's some quotes This is the first one is Chuck Schumer. Time and time again, we find progressive laws getting struck down. And it's always, always the ones the Constitution is against. These right-wing judges don't think for themselves. They just do whatever the Constitution says, and it's time for that to end. Well, I mean, but the, the Constitution, I mean, was written for white landowners, so we kind of have to take it with a little green assault? I don't know. This is Elizabeth Warren said, we need judges to be advocates of progressive laws, not people who will bow to the whims of the Constitution, pitting pitting its extremist values of freedom of speech and freedom of religion against our agenda. Okay. Um, We're sick and tired of the Constitution sitting in the National Archives manipulating everything we do. Cory Booker. At the bottom, it says, it's hard to understand what is most damning. The legal knowledge uh, amending the Constitution, the oath they took to uphold the Constitution, passing laws that don't pass legal muster, misjudging our gullibility. Hmm. I don't don't get what he's trying to say. I mean... Blah, 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 blah. I mean, Constitution. This is um, from 1993, signing of NAFTA to 2017. Look at that fake-ass chart. Yeah, it's a fake-ass chart. That's like some sixth-grade chart shit. I don't understand. It's a a delete this one. (laughs) And then, I I don't know, it says wonderful animals. I don't... I was hoping for a little bit... Oh, this is the one that was priceless. It's called free speech. Uh, I don't understand what my dad's talking about. Anyway. I am just... I'm... You're in a funk. I'm in a funk. I just, I don't, I just feel like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to change my life. I, uh, to make, and I, I don't necessarily want to change my life. I, I think that I'm doing enough. I, I just don't understand how I can do more. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know who to be. I don't know who to make like happy. It's, 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 it's like if you had a better support system and I've maybe that wedding was just kind of like a bummer of like, look at all these people who are so supportive. Yeah. And, and I just like, I can't even imagine like if Jonathan and I got married, would people say nice things about us? Like people were saying nice things about these people. Like everybody was being so nice and so supportive of these people and their projects and their lives and what they're doing. And I'm like, 
I mean, I don't even, I can't even get 30 people to come to a comedy show. I, I, there's no way I could get 75 people to come to a fucking wedding. Like, you, you know, know what I mean? You really don't want 75 people at the wedding. Look how. I don't want to get married. But the <laughs> thing is, like, I, I don't want to get married, but Jesus Christ, I, I, I would like to have a fucking event where people said nice things about me. I'd fucking love it. I would love it if people would come together and say, yeah, Pam's fucking awesome and she works really hard and she does a lot for all these people. That would be great. But that's never going to happen. Like, we're not going to... I guess the only time it happens is when you have a wedding. Everyone goes, these two people are so amazing and they're going to join their lives and we're all here to celebrate it. And like, (laughs) I mean... So is that the only time people are supportive is when you throw them a fucking party and give them a bunch of shit for free? Like, is that it? Is that the way to do it? I just, I don't know. I just, I don't see, I can't even get people to come to a comedy show to see me do comedy on a Friday, every Friday. Well, I mean. I I can't get them to buy my book. I can't get them to. Listen, you can't, even after what you were talking about last night, you can't even get people to sit their asses down. Yeah, I can't. And I mean, say, I mean, so obviously you see a pattern. I don't think it has anything to do with you. I just think it has something to do with people that this town is so fickle. There's so many fickle motherfuckers in this town. They say they'll do one thing and they don't do it. Yeah. Or they'll promise you this and then they'll disappear. Right, right, right. Or, you know, like, you know, you're the person that was supposed to be here that Saturday. Yeah. I'm like, just say no. It's okay to say no. Right. Yeah, don't overcommit yourself. Don't overcommit. Or like, if if you want to come, come. I, it's just, I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know. I just, I'd really, I was, and, and, and really all I was feeling was feelings of like jealousy. I felt super jealous that these people have this many people that give a fuck about them. I don't have... I couldn't even. I know the "Cry Me a River" song is in the background too. <laughs> you it's always perfect. hit it on the mark, hit right, it right here. there. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh poor me, people don't love me. Yay! I just, but I can't say Jonathan. Jonathan loves me. I'm very lucky. And, yeah, I uh, think you know it, we all have to have those moments of funk, so we can like get out of the hole. Like, I I know I'm kind of in my own funk, but what's your funk? Uh, not doing anything, mm. being depressed about it, making excuses, and then mm. beating myself up, self sabotage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I am going to write a, a list of goals because my cousin said, "Right, yeah, write, write it down." You know, you need to do that, and I, may, I need to do something like that, basically. But it's just been a funk. This whole year is funk. Yeah. This whole but year it's is you funk. know what though. I'm blaming the administration. I'd rather I'd rather be where you are, where you aren't doing things like I'm on the opposite spectrum where I'm doing so many things and I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm doing so many shows and booking so many people and running workshops every week and doing, I'm doing, I'm, I'm grinding. I did two open mics and a show I was booked on last night. I did, I had two booked shows on Monday. I did a headlining show on Sunday and I still am I'm doing, 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 but I'm not getting anything out of it because it's not good enough. Because it's like, not that I'm not good enough. My material's there, but I don't know how to get the audience there. I don't know how to get, you know. Well, I I mean, being, I mean. But I'd rather be where you are because you can do anything. Because you can just do, but that, but. Don't, because I'm like, you know, I, I was saying, like, I have a bunch of new 
material that I've written and I don't know why I haven't performed it and mm. I, I don't know what it is it's not like I'm af- afraid is it am I being lazy and then there's other things like I, I need to be studying more for my sister own yeah I've been doing that mm. and it's just like it's like all these things that I know I need to do and I can do why aren't you doing it mm. like I don't know what it is and I have no excuse I wish I did. What are you What are you doing with your time? Are you watching Orange is the New Black or something? <laughs> See, yes, and YouTube videos. But I've already started. I've <laughs> I hate you. I'm only on episode six. <laughs> right on. But, but no, um, I've actually been watching a bunch of YouTube videos, which have been inspiring. Which I already started a YouTube channel. Oh, good. In which we will be filming some of this once we take a break oh we gotta take a coffee break I didn't yeah yeah no i i agree um but that's something that i'm like okay i'm gonna start this youtube channel and i i you know i got new material written yeah so i got all these things and like i've been taking the classes for cicerone but it's just like but you know what you need to do in order to get better at these things and you know what you need to do you have to start executing and i haven't been executing and i beat myself up for that and i hate i hate that so no be happy that you've been on your grind because you're trying you're but but, but trying grind. and not getting what I'm after makes me feel like I'm failing. Yeah, but this life, so, comedy, the comedy life is hard. Yeah, it is hard, dude. Just, I don't like. I hate failure. And you're not failing. Thank you for you're saying that. You're not failing. Except that when you know Brady holds like it's. Is he it's funny? really sad that nobody? He can be very. He, I don't know. He can be very, very, very funny when he's on. Last night he was so drunk he was so drunk like and he was drinking whiskey I saw him with a glass of whiskey when we were at Tope he was so drunk and he had still had more whiskey and I said before you drink that you need to pound a glass of water and I made him a glass of water I said drink this entire glass of water now and he did and I said that's good and then he drank the rest of his whiskey and I was like okay that doesn't that doesn't help but I I, I, he was See, that's something that you don't have to really deal with anymore within yourself. Because well, you've kind of like grown out out of that stage of just like I don't you know, get. Th- I mean, no I don't whiskey after dark. Uh, no whiskey after dark. I don't get that drunk anymore. And no. I, but I, I mean, I still was. I mean, la- the problem with last night was that to placate me, they gave me an extra drink ticket. So, <laughs> and I, I didn't drink that much. I did pretty well. I was at at OMG. I only had one. At Taupe, I had two. Then I went to the other show, and I had one IPA, and I was waiting and waiting with my free drink ticket. And then they gave me another drink ticket to placate me. And then I got a drink, but then I finally got to go on stage. But when I got off stage, I'd forgotten that I had already gotten that free beer, and so I bought a beer, and then I was like, oh, shit, that's my beer. So then I had to drink two IPAs. So I had had six drinks last night total. But I was out from five until midnight. So, so it's not even a drink an hour. Yeah. So I did okay, but yeah. but and most of my drinks were at the very end. And but after I got off stage, so I was, I got pretty drunk. I got I was pretty drunk. Like and, I don't it remember. Was after, it was after you. It was on after stage. my set. Yeah. I don't. But I don't remember getting home. I mean, I think Natalie drove me, but I could have taken the thirty-eight. But my Ooh, keys. Girl, be taking no bus when you're that hammered. Yeah, I know, right? But I obviously I got home and I was fine. I didn't I didn't pee my pants anywhere and <laughs> everything was fine. 
girl. Don't be doing that. I know. Ten ways to get yourself out of a funk. Let's see what they say on this stupid website. Smoke a lot of weed? Yeah, that'd be a good one. <laughs> Check out your biological balance. Are you going to bed at a decent hour? How is your sleep? Are you Terrible. eating well? How are your blood sugars? You could be vitamin D deficient. Uh, are you stressing your liver with too much alcohol or processed foods? Are you dieting or not eating enough calories? I think that I'm doing all of those things. I'm, I, I mean, I got 10 hours of sleep last night. I was fine. I, I, My sleep is terrible. I don't eat enough. I don't know about... I'm outside enough. Vitamin D is not a problem. I do stress my liver with alcohol I've, pretty much all the time. Yeah. I've cut back. And, you know, this is interesting. Are you dieting or not eating enough? I often eat less because I know I'm going to drink because I know I'm going to have those alcohol calories and I'm so, calories, so I'm so funny about like trying to stay and it and that goes back to my our, our youth we grew up in a similar time where you know no one listened to you unless you were skinny and pretty and so I've worked so hard all my life to maintain you know the same body that you've my had for felt, over 20, yeah, my 20 felt body, <laughs> and and you, I mean, it's it's funny. I look at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, how do I still look good when I drink this much? And I I I think it's a lot of walking and a and a lot of um not well not not eating, but like liquid diet, right? Liquid diet. You're yeah. active. You're always on the go. Yeah. You're not you're not laying down in your bed all day reading and eating. Nope, that's what I do on Saturday, and you I know. don't eat usually. I just sit, although. My new favorite thing to do, this is an interesting, hey, listeners, you want to eat a tasty snack? You take potato chips, and then you grate cheddar cheese over it, and you microwave them for like 27 seconds, just so that cheese melts. And it's like, it's, and then I put hot sauce on them. They're, they're like, you know, nachos, but with chips, with chips, with chips potato sauce. chips. They're, sauce. they're cheesy. They're, home, they're really good. It's like cheese fries, but crispier. <laughs> I love them. Guys. Crazy about them. That's <laughs> what I've been, I've been eating a lot of because we had we had my other friend had a bachelorette party here a couple weekends ago and they left this big bag of chips and I was like I'm taking the chips home. So I've been eating these chips. They're kettle chips. They're very good. It was a big Costco bag, you know, big bag. And so I put the cheese on them. Makes me feel better. Uh, so yeah, I don't eat normal food. <laughs> Do time with the issues. As much as we'd like to be able to simply transcend our worst mental and emotional struggles, we need to acknowledge them and take a look. Ignoring them is completely useless. Yeah, no, that's good. Give them the full attention. That's why I'm like, I'm a jealous person. I'm jealous of all the rich people that were born on third base that still, that any, you know what I'm jealous of? Any fucking asshole that's younger than me that owns a house in San Francisco, fuck your face. Fuck you in your face. You you paid over a million dollars for a house. What the fuck? How do you do that? Like I I can't even conceptualize. I'm I'm very I'm I'm very jealous of the halves right now. And not that I You are not the only one. You sound like my boyfriend. I mean, I just can't even You sound like you totally sound like my boyfriend right now. I'm but I'm trying to address these feelings of jealousy. I'm jealous of people that have a financial support system that they don't have to worry about. I'm I'm jealous of people that have a job that helps them have a financial support system. Like I would love I would love it if someone would value me enough to pay me $150,000 a year. No one would ever do that. No one would ever say, "Pam Benjamin, you have the skills. We're going to give you $150,000 a year to do X." I would 
love that. I would love it if someone would... And someone would pull me out and say, oh, you have eight unpublished novels. You know what? You're a fucking genius. We think you're really funny. We think these are really great novels. We'd love to publish these for you. We'd love to market them on a huge scale. Okay. I think I know maybe what a little bit of the problem is because I see where you're going. And people would pay that much for you. But I think it's also where we are. San Francisco is not looking for talent. The talent that they're looking for is obviously tech, in tech, tech talent yeah. yeah but i mean they yeah but that's a good point i mean the fact that if i bet you if you were in la or maybe new york or even Austin, oh, i would still fail come on no uh, <laughs> what if I, I could see you more maybe in austin or like even new york you know where peddling yeah. my books anybody want to publish my books yeah book? i mean but the thing is there's nothing really going on here in san francisco that's the there's a lot of there's a lot of literature though i mean there if is I, a lot of literature I, but that's why i came here uh, and when did you come here 11 years ago <laughs> okay almost 11 years yeah ain't shit going on there's no scene there used to be a big poetry scene i'm sure there was i i know there was but that's gone because who who can afford to live here right and this comes it always comes back down to like your demographic and you know you're you're talking about your worth and your art as your worth no one's looking for art here in san francisco hmm that I mean, yeah, I just I, I mean, mean that's just what it is. Yeah. It, it, did I pick the wrong city? I uh, not. I'm never. No, you didn't. The city just changed and got lame. <laughs> the, the city got lame. The city is boring as fuck. I I mean, all I do is comedy, so I don't even know what the city does anymore. Oh, write about it. Journaling is not just for sentimental types. Meow. Write about it. See, I'm trying to get out of. I make. I'll write jokes about it. Create something. Use your artistic, intuitive parts of your brain can bring understanding okay we're do doing that? that already i know we're supposed this is supposed to help us get out of a funk channel your energy in a positive way i know that's the other thing is if i would just be more positive and fucking all that you know like gratitude and and so i should think about you, instead of thinking about all the things that are fucked up i should think about all the things that are so but, beautiful but do you do that every day i mean we can have a week of it you you, yeah, you don't gratitude, live in that world week yeah you don't you don't live in that world every day well you know and i love some of those hippy dippy girls that are like and i do okay so i have a friend who put things in perspective for me the other week because she just found out oh my god and she had her operation she didn't call me she found out she had some I should actually call her and ask her how she's doing. She had some ovarian uh, cysty things and tumors and stuff happening. And oh she was saying like she has to go in for surgery. But she's still so positive and like like really happy about things. And I was just like, whoa. Like it just, she, it just when you see people that are like genuinely all hippy dippy, you know, like. Like, I don't like the hippy dippies that are like, oh, good. It's like a... Maybe it's the universe, pal. Yeah, right. But she like really... Maybe it's your moon cycle. Yeah, it might be my... No, I just finished my period, actually. So this is just... Get body work. But, the, but what you just what you just said right there... Oh, they're saying get a massage. Yeah, I can't afford that. Oh, actually, that... That would be... That yeah, wouldn't be, that be nice? Yeah. But no, but what you're saying, that, that perspective... That's sometimes what helps me. Yeah. You know, it's just like, look, I'm complaining. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm being miserable about my first world problems. Mm-hmm. Like this person is actually on life or death. But right, right. Yeah. But, but they're still like super happy about like, life. We're gonna, like, we're gonna win this. We're gonna fight this. Well, and yeah. I'm. Uh, 
I do. I mean, I think if we're gonna really examine the issue, what it comes down to, and it's the same problem I have with my family as I do with the outside world, is I just don't feel recognized and valued. That's basically it. That's honest. Like, I don't feel valued or recognized or listened to because we don't talk even now. And if they wanted to listen, they could listen to the podcast. But by my family, you both are, by it my. Seems like you guys are so stubborn. <laughs> right. I'm sure you I must have gotten are, it from somewhere. Both parties are stubborn. Yeah. Well, fuck them. Seriously. Like, they don't want to support me when I'm trying really hard to, like, live an authentic life. Fuck you guys. But there is a point in time where, you know, you have to put your guns down for a moment. Like, Well, it's going to be at one of my parents' funerals because they're both in the 70s now. And it's going to be like, which one dies first? And I'm going to have to fucking go out there. I mean, it would be easier to just not go out there and just be like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm not Don't do going. that. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't I don't do that because go. that's you're going to be living with more emptiness of like, maybe I should have. Yeah, yeah, uh, I don't like funerals. Funerals are like weddings. It's I a know. thing that we all have to do, and you gotta like recognize and like. What, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. They're dead. Like both. Ha- both have good food sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, perspective. But perspective. perspective. Yeah. But but also too, it's just like you know, I do. Re- there's a funeral I do regret not going to. It was a aunt that passed away 15 years ago, but I was. I said I couldn't afford it, but I could have afforded mm, it. Mm-hmm. But I was too busy having fun and partying and mm, doing drugs. Yeah. And, you know. Back in the crack is whack days. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I still feel regret to that very day. We, Her and I, had we had a really good relationship. But still, you know, it, it's just like, you know, you, you don't want to pass things up like that. Because also, too, it could be a process of healing. So like if one of your yeah, parents dies, yeah. you never know. So don't. Well, I just, I just, is, I don't want to. If I go, I'm gonna be. I mean, I'll be well, judged. You know what the good thing is? It, Jonathan will be there as your support system if anything goes. Right. Because I wouldn't suggest going by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you probably want to jump off a bridge. You're yeah, gonna have to yeah. have some backup. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, you know, I, I think it helps. Yeah. It really does. Uh, I don't want to go to there. I won't. I but prob- let's not I, talk about I, funerals. I, but I probably, I probably won't go. It's just, which is funny because I just don't. I why? Uh, they say give into it for a time to oh, fix that emptiness that you feel. Yeah, it's not going to fill me. It's it'll just make yeah, probably make me more you angry. No, Pam. Yeah. That's I, true. Stop being so damn stubborn. I know. Stop it. Give to others. Kindness can heal, and gratitude does also. This is yeah, okay, blah blah blah. I know. To charity, I am a charity, motherfuckers. Uh, go outside and move your body. Play, having fun. Blah blah blah. Okay, this, so this is some sappy shit. This is some sappy shit. Uh, some white people shit. It really is. <laughs> Ten ways to get out of a funk. Charity. Uh, and here we are, tasting and discovering this beautiful world. That's what this was from. So yeah. is that what it's really? That was that was yeah, from. Take that yeah, shit Get off that. There. Yeah, get out of there. I do like the idea of massage, though. Yeah. Uh, here's more importantly, to get yourself out of a funk, listen to the 20 best funk albums of all time. Oh no, of 2016. Oh my god, 2016 had fu- funk albums. <laughs> was there like a resurgence of funk in 2016 that I didn't know about? Uptown funk. Uh, Childish Gambino, I guess. Nice. He's, that's one of them. George Clinton. Uh, 
was completely it? abandoning his normal rap delivery, he displays his love for all things Parliament and Funkadelic. That even got the attention of George Clinton. That's a great album. Awaken My Love, Childish Gambino. Uh, and for everybody, uh, Donald Glover is not Danny Glover's son. No. You know that now. Not the same. Not the same. Funny, yeah. but not the same. Psychic Mirrors, Natures of Evil. Psychic Mirrors was never on the radar either. But they certainly are now. Nice. Okay, that's cool. Uh, the Apples, Dragons. I've never heard of any of these bands. Snark Puppy? Snark Culture Puppy. Volfa. I like Oh, Culture Volcha. Snark Puppy nice. is always a force to be reckoned with. I've never heard of Snark Puppy. I've not heard of them either. Maybe I need to check them we out. We should, yeah. The Motet Totem. That sounds cool. Uh, I thought that, oh, Pigeons Playing Ping Pong. That's a funny band. Pleasure is the name of it. There's a pigeon on the front. Not only does Pigeons Playing Ping Pong have a great band name, they have a great funk album in the form of Pleasure. Uh, I thought a good... Ooh, Lettuce. There's a band called Lettuce. That's funny. I thought a good band name the other day would be Yesterday's Chicken. Because it could be like, you know, the leftover Popeyes in the car. Or it could be like... Yesterday I was weak and a chicken, and now I'm not. So I was like, yesterday's chicken. But I'm like, today's That's not chicken. That's funny. Yeah. We thought of that because Jonathan always gets Popeyes and leaves it in the he car. Ch- oh, God. And no. so we're like, oh, yesterday's chicken. Good band name. Uh, maybe we should uh, put some we'll put some music on, and then we'll get some coffee. Get some coffee. Come, come back here. People? Yeah, we can... We'll even, let's see if I can, I'm all tangled up here in my cords today. Look at this. I'm all, I'm all tangled in my cords. Everything's all tangly. Yeah, we're going to take a coffee go. burger. Yeah, here. we're going to, I'll just look up some stuff here on this computer because it's better. Uh, yeah, everybody, don't, don't be in a funk. Listen to funk. It'll be better for you. But, and, uh, you know, honest apologies all around for being in such a funk today. But, man. I just, you get out of I feel a lot of disappointment. I, I mean, it's one of those things where, and Jonathan gets on my case, you're always so, you're so negative, you're so negative. And I'm like, I don't want to be negative, but you know, when I have feelings of disappointment, I feel like I should like acknowledge those feelings of disappointment. And, and I, I don't know, like, don't I get to be disappointed when people disappoint me? Or am I just supposed to like fucking put my face on all the time? And no, it's healthy to release whatever you're feeling. I mean, it's you're not supposed to. I mean, like you said, don't be a cold bitch. Don't be that <laughs> bitch that doesn't have any feelings. You're supposed to feel these things, and eventually, you'll get out of this funk. I, I, I mean, yeah, it's. I, I hope we just. It's healthy to have these days or a, a week or so of feeling like i feel like shit how do i get myself out of it because if, if right. we're always on we're fucking robots if we're right. always on we're right. going to crash it's true and, and I, it's not healthy it, it's it's something it's something i'm worried about the crash uh we're gonna listen to some pigeons playing ping pong man it's supposed to help us uh out the this is supposed to be yeah this is horizon by pigeons playing ping pong uh please enjoy it i walk into the show Finally hang my coat Slip down the rows Till I find my seat The sound's coming in waves 
there, there we go. So now we have, hey, everybody, that was pigeons playing ping pong. And we're going to cut them out now. Ha, that was pigeons playing ping pong. They sound a lot like fish. They didn't sound as funky as we were hoping for. Nope. Oh, there we go. We'll there move we over. Hi, everybody. Hi. Here we are. Uh, what's happening in the news? Um, shit is Shit's hitting, hitting the, the fan. fan. Yay. Is it, does that say the Shady Bunch? Yeah, it says the Shady Bunch on HuffPost. HuffPost. Throwing shade. Uh, Trump looks a lot he older, older right now, me. which makes me very, very happy. That nigga gonna die. <laughs> I hope he'd have a... You can't kill evil. It would be great if he had like some kind of crazy heart attack or something. Uh, I would, you know, but yeah. you would think with what he eats anyway, yeah. you know, he's got high cholesterol. You know he's definitely got some high blood pressure. Look at that face. He is really frowning in this picture, and he does not look as pretty as Melania when she frowns. His wife, when she frowns, my God, she looks gorgeous. His, she his just orange, looks great. His orange is even fading. He's his hair. I is it a hair piece? Is it a what's happening? He looks very sad. I I. Am I supposed to? No. What did we do with it? What did I do with it? I don't know. I I don't I don't have it. Uh oh. Hold on. <laughs> vape down. Vape down. Vape. Trump to sessions. End the probe right now. This is a rigged witch hunt. Let me do it in his voice. <gasps> this is a stop this rigged witch hunt. I can't do his voice today. <laughs> Neither can he. Stop! Stop this rig, rigged. Stop this rape. I mean. Yeah, a, the rape of. I mean, um, sexual assault, sexual predator. Uh, uh, Trump promotes video of supporters chanting "CNN sucks" at Florida rally. How That's creative! Good. That's good. Why? Okay, first of all, whoever still goes to his rallies. This is like the it's like yeah. the old shit. Like, why are you gonna play some old shit all the time? Play some new stuff. Like Trump's tweet raging at his attorney general, likely to become part of the special counsel's probe into whether the president obstructed justice. Oh my god, I'd be so happy if the tweets came into play because he does tweet like a twelve-year-old girl. Well, Mueller is um, using those tweets as evidence. That's so cool because he doesn't because he doesn't get because you know what? When you say things and you're the president, people take it seriously. Hi. Uh, is that true? When you say something, when you say, oh, we shouldn't have any trans people in the military. Seriously? You're just going to tweet that? You're just going to tweet it. Hey, we shouldn't take it? anyone from these shithole countries. I mean, black. I mean, brown. <laughs> I mean, we need more people from Norway. President uh, 45 on Wednesday said Attorney General Jeff Sessions should stop this rigged witch hunt, heightening his attacks on the special counsel's investigation into whether his campaign colluded with Russia in 2016 presidential election and whether he obstructed justice. Is it? I mean, oh yeah, Rudy. Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. As we discussed last week, it's okay if he gets impeached because Pence isn't as scary as long as we. The ha- Make the sure house. we have the House and the Senate. Yeah, which I am and, and when we say we, I'm not a Democrat. I am a socialist. So it's not even a we thing. I think there should be a multiple party system. I think it should be like Italy, where there's like 1,600 po- parties. Or oh, that's too many. The, 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 I mean, whatever. England could has have a, like I think three. But so, yeah, more than two parties because that's the thing is when oh, well, it's the Democrats and the Republicans. The Democrats are wrong, and you're a Democrat. No, I'm not. Well, I mean, the thing is, I think we need to. <laughs> press pause and start all over again with both mm. parties honestly because how about I, new parties why don't we call them something new like what i don't green? i mean any i mean we could call one greed and we could call one being nice to people 
How about that? How about how about greedy fucks? How about how about we'll call one party the greedy fucks? <laughs> we'll call them the people that have money that want to keep their money away from us poor people. Um, we'll call them the greedy fucks, and the other group will be like the socialists. Okay. Because they like to party. They know how to be social. <laughs> so I'm going to totally be a socialist. I am so social. I'm actually not very social. I'm quite antisocial, to be honest. I am a socialist who is antisocial. I hate most people. Like, I sit, it's terrible. And now that I work at the bar, I get to judge so much more freely inside my head. It is so fun. It's like you you get to throw shade all day. I know. In my head, it's so great. But I sit there quietly to myself and I think about how much I I hate people. I'm like... Well, I mean, the thing is, it's it's just like, yeah. Because people feel so entitled. I mean, mm. especially here, we're in San Francisco. So everyone's so... oh. When you pay with your Apple Watch, fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, like I can get it. I, I sort of get the paying with the phone. But when you fucking take your thousand dollar watch and go boop, fuck you. I don't need a watch. I mean, I don't I don't understand. We already have our phones. We, it's too much. And just we have imagine. debit cards. Remember those? Cash. 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 No collusion. This is here. I'll try to read like Donald Trump. This is a terrible situation, and General Attorney General Jeff Sessions should stop this rigged witch hunt right now before it continues to stain our country any further. Bob Mueller is totally conflicted, and his 17 angry Democrats that are doing his dirty work are a disgrace to the USA! Exclamation point! That was from this morning <laughs> at 6.24 a.m. This fool never sleeps. He is, you know what? I, I, I watch the Young Turks, like, religiously, mm. and so... Uh, one of the Chank Uger, he has a bet uh, going that he might be out come November. He might be out come November. Yeah. Like, like, what we should do a um like by the end of the year. Oh oh oh. We should do like maybe like, a countdown. You know what? Like with the babies. You know when you have a baby and they say what day is going to be born on. We could do a thing here, and it could be a Trump's impeachment thing, and we put the days like a calendar. Like an alphabet calendar. Right, right. Where people, but people bet. Oh, this would be fun. This is a good idea. Yeah. But like you know, like the Super Bowl thing, mm-hmm. like with the thing, and they buy the squares, and then the baby pool. It's a pool, right? It's a pool. But we put it up there with all the days starting like starting november 1st so november through january we do a three-month thing it's 60 so there's 90 squares because there's 90 days and we all we it's a dollar a square the station capitalism right 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 the station gets half the money and the winner gets the pool if they get it right they get you know, like so half of oh, the station, half of, right? Idea. I like, I like. Look, look at us figuring out ways look to make that. money. Would that would be make great money though. off this administration? Absolutely, too. it would be really mm-hmm. fun to see the. I've been, I'm going with my dates. God, I want to do like November seventeenth. What about? I can't be around. Um, the problem is that they can't impeach him when they're on vacation, oh, so yeah, it won't. Recess, so there'll be yeah. some blackout days at the end of. Um, at the end of November and the end of December. There'll be some blackout days because I think they do take like some recesses and stuff. I'm feeling, I am feeling November to maybe early December just because that'll be after the election because the, I believe the November 4th or the 6th is the uh, election for the House and Senate. So Everybody hopefully be, if Russia doesn't take over the voting ballots How would they you, do that? How well, could they've they- already been caught in Missouri, Claire McCaskill and, who was running 
uh, for Senate again in Missouri. They just found out, Microsoft, I believe, found out for them that uh, Russia was already hacking into that election, which Russia will be hacking into the, the election. I, I, so I just, technology is ruining us, I guess. Uh, maybe we need to go back to the hanging chads and like do it. Uh, the tweet will likely become part of a special counsel, Robert Mueller's probe. Investigators have been looking at Trump's Twitter rants to determine whether they're a part of an attempt to obstruct justice. <gasps> See? Twitter rants obstructing justice. That, I mean, it's evidence, right? It's evidence. Oh, he said it. He. Although, although, during the election, um, they did a study of his tweets, and um, some of them are done by like his people. You know, right. so it was but like it's under his real. It's still under the real, real Donald. Right. right, but it's still. <laughs> it, some of them aren't him, and some of them are him. And like the ones that they studied them to see like which ones weren't him because they were nicer. Yeah, well, the, the ones that weren't him were the ones that cr- had correct grammar. That's the funny. ones that are not him have the horrible grammar and the misspellings and, and that and the or, exclamation or, points. Or or they just don't. Or they're just vague. They just make, make they no just sense. Make sense. Yeah. Sessions recused himself for matters involving the investigation last year after he lied about his meetings with Russian officials while advisor to Trump's campaign. His deputy later appointed Mueller as special counsel to per, per, peruse, pursue, excuse me, peruse and pursue the phrase similar, to pursue the probe. Since then, Trump has frequently raged at Sessions. He has suggested the attorney general should not have recused himself and has lamented naming Sessions to the cabinet post. Trump's new tweet tirade came as the public gets a, deep, a deeper view of Mueller's investigation. A trial began Tuesday for former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort, who has been charged with money laundering and fraud related to his work as pro-Russia lobbyist in the Ukraine. Going to the booty Well, I mean, people can really go to prison for this kind of shit. I like know. treason. I guess you can kill people for treason. Trump, who has repeatedly tried to distance himself from Manafort, by citing his short time with the 2016 campaign, claimed Wednesday the trial had, quote, nothing nothing to do with collusion, and again referred to Mueller's investigation as a hoax. Here's his tweet. Your whole presidency is a hoax. Yeah. Paul, Ma- Paul Manafort worked for Ronald Reagan, Bob Dole, and many other highly prominent and respected political leaders. And they were- he worked for me for a very short time. Why didn't government tell me he was under investigation? <laughs> These old charges have nothing to do with collusion. A hoax. Okay. I that just, was also this morning at 6.34. So at 6.24, <laughs> he was having a rough morning. We've all been in a funk. I'm in a funk. Yeah, but this motherfucker. President's in a funk. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's the thing is that how he come just, he gets he every. Won't sit, he won't stand down. He won't. Because he's, he's more stubborn than I am. Oh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it's just like, but he still has 80% of the support of the Republican Party. Even really? though, yes, yes, yeah. They're, they're still, still standing by him, even as stand treason. Stand by your man. That's what they're doing. Even with his treasonous acts that he's done, they're still standing. I mean, he was just in Florida, what, yesterday or the day before at that stupid rally, and they're doing all his greatest hits. Mm. Again, like, you know, fake news and CNN sucks. And, like, come up with some CNN new shit. CNN sucks. CNN Yeah, come up. See, they're so stupid, they can't even come up with new new shit, new material. Trump and but, his supporters. But yeah, he's... But the thing is, and plus, 
uh, 45 has pissed off the FBI and the CIA so much, so mm. they, they're going to get him. Comey was not his homie. Yeah, Rudy they're Ju- going to get him. Rudy Giuliani, Trump's attorney. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani is Trump's attorney? Mm-hmm. That's hilarious to me right now. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Oh, he's been going on a tirade. All these um, interviews he's been doing on TV have been horrible. Oh, he says... Trump's attorney, Rudy Giuliani, later downplayed the tweet and insisted the president has been sharing his opinion rather than giving an order. So so when he said the thing about the no more gays in the military, no trans people in the military, was that in his tweet, was that an order or was that a... Like, we can look through all of his ridiculous well, tweets. he was trying to use some of that as policy. And, like, even with the... Tweeting the, the, is not... You can't tweet policy. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> right. I guess you can. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> the president, that's not how government works. This is his quote here. The, the president was expressing his opinion on his favored medium for asserting his First Amendment right of free speech. He said should, not must, and no presidential order was issued or will be, Giuliani said in statement to reporters. White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders offered the same defense. It's not an order. It's the president's opinion, she told reporters Wednesday in the White House Press briefing. Um think that the president should be able to tweet like i don't i okay. i think he should what, but but it's but, no, but we're doing what we're not we're would barack special. obama have tweeted barack obama never tweeted yeah he did he did but not like this not like this this is different he he's using he uses twitter as a platform for government yeah to sell his material to sell to, his i material. mean he, 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 he uses he uses twitter as a personal diary to the public right but the but that that's the thing is that presidents are supposed to have a presidential air about them, and he's made it a reality TV show. This is yeah, exactly. This is not a real president. This he, isn't and a real president. Obviously, you know, the the no collusion. The reason why he says no collusion all the time is like he he knows that his presidency isn't legitimate. I- illegitimate. Ill- illegitimate. Illegitimate. Illegitimate He's not a legitimate president. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, I just don't think he has the sk- I don't think he had the no. skill set because he doesn't know anything about like. Government, yeah, stuff, right, spelling, making laws, ri- writing, or whatever, arithmetic, the way that, well, the the <laughs> structure, me. bless you, the structure of the entire. I mean, yeah. Oh, this dude. Uh, the Paul, Paul Manafort, Manafort trial, a who's who of names. Special counsel Robert Mueller has submitted a long list of witnesses, including Rick Gates and Tad Devine. I don't know who those people are. Before Paul Manafort ran President Donald Trump's campaign, he spent years working with Russians and Ukrainians with ties to the Kremlin, cashing out millions of dollars in the process. He is now on trial for bank fraud and tax evasion charges in Virginia while he awaits another in D.C. This trial is one of the most closely watched events to date to come out of the special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into the Trump campaign's possible collusion with Russia. Here are some of the key witnesses who will appear at the trial, as well as the Ukrainians and Russians we'll be hearing about. I, I don't even see. I don't even. I have. I, I have no idea what's going on. All right. So, so Paul Manafort worked on his campaign, uh, 2015, 2016, um, but he had been working also with. He didn't have. I've, he had been working with the Ukraine and what have you, mm-hmm. with oligarchs and what have you that had ties to Russia. If I'm wrong about this, please comment and let us know yeah uh, we'll, we'll, we'll. but 
So he's dirty. He's 18 counts related to bank and tax fraud. Ooh, tax fraud. Tax fraud. Yeah. See, that that's is, what we need to get into is we, we still haven't seen the president's taxes. You, you know why? Because he didn't pay any. Well, that and there's going <laughs> to be some I paid taxes last gonna year. There's going to be some Russia shit on there as well. Uh, right? And money laundering. This is... Mm, the, it's money either laundering. one of two things what's going to bring him down. Hose. Because there's other... Because we are puritanical fuckbags, well, yeah. Well, I mean, with the Stormy Daniels, and now sure. there's a new one. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, or money withers. So, money, money and Well, and, yeah, or making the other thing is that you can't use your political status to con- to make more money, and he used... It's the whole thing with uh, Mar- Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, but they're not talking about that. No, of course they're not. They're not going to bring that. You would no. think, though, that's... It's just that's another way to... to yeah. But it's going to be either like the Stormy Daniels stuff because now Michael Cohen has tapes. There's Ooh. tapes of, of him making payments to the women to that he slept with. To silence those bitches. Them. So the fake company that Cohen uh, made up to launder the money to. I mean, it's just, it's it, it's Is like it, a gangster. Yeah. It's a real gangster movie, but we're paying the price for it. The uh Though the charges in this case center on Manafort's finances rather than his work for Trump, some have speculated that Mueller is trying to pressure Manafort into flipping and providing dirt on the president. Manafort spent decades lobbying and working on Republican campaigns, including those of Gerald Ford, Ronald Reagan, and H.W. Uh, Bush. Which I have a Nancy Reagan shirt. Oh, sweet. Oh, look don't at her. Just say yo. Say yo. yo. Don't say no. Say yo. Say yo. Where are the drugs at? Yeah. Um, Sorry. No, no, it's, it's good stuff. So, anyways, he's dirty. Federal prosecutors say Manafort didn't report at least thirty million in income from his Ukraine consulting and concealed several offshore accounts. Yeah, buddy. You know, thirty million of not claimed. Okay, and here's the thing: <laughs> I had to pay taxes on six on the money at the museum, the fourteen thousand. So the the government is after my one thousand two hundred dollars. They they need it. They come after get get it. Oh yeah. But he didn't have to pay taxes on thirty million dollars. Thirty million dollars he didn't report. Fuck you guys. And you come after the little dogs. You come after us. Oh look, the weird little artists in San Francisco. We want your like our government wouldn't be in a fucking deficit if we made the rich people fucking pay their share. Why do they not have to pay? Why Why well, is it that they're so privileged and so entitled that they don't have to pay taxes? Well, they're trying to get another tax bill in for another tax cut for the 1% oh, uh, my before God. the blue wave comes. Oh, because they're such big job creators? Yeah. Like, give us some money. You rich fucks! Like, what are you? What are you doing? Yeah, trickle down economics. Trickle down economics, my yeah. ass. Trickle down oh. like a dude. So when you come to when you, I see how it's trickling down. When you come to Benders and you buy a burger and then you tip, you don't tip on your car. You put the card in and it says you can tip 10, 15 or twenty percent, and you just say no thanks. That's that's that trickling down. Like doo doo. Doo doo down my pants. Uh, Manafort joined Trump's campaign in an unpaid position in 2016, ascending to campaign chairman. He resigned that August after he was named in the Black Ledger, which detailed payments of Ukraine party regions Yankovic's party. The judge said that Manafort faces a very real possibility of spending the rest of his life in prison, Woo! given the amount of evidence against him. Rick Gates, Manafort's right-hand man, yeah. was expected to be the government's star witness, though reports Wednesday and today in, indicate prosecutors may not call him after all. Nevertheless, he's a key figure. He and Manafort work together in the Ukraine as well as on Trump's campaign. Of 
According to the indictment, Gates assisted Manafort with tampering with documents and misrepresenting Manafort and his own finances. However, Gates is set to testify against his former business partner as part of a deal with prosecutors, which Flip. he pled guilty to conspiracy and lying to the FBI. Now, that's the thing. Flipper. These guys better go to jail. Because if Martha Stewart went down, if Martha Stewart went down, these motherfuckers better be in jail, too. I need to see at least six-month sentences. At least. Martha had, like, nine months because she lied about Wesley some, like, Snipes stupid... had a couple years. Wesley Snipes was in jail? Yeah, for IRS, same thing. He got a couple years. Oh, my God. I think Martha was in for nine she, months. Yeah, she got months. He got years. Ooh. Ain't that some shit? Mm. But, yeah, um, somebody... All of them need to go to the booty, booty house. They, they... You can't... You... When you... Fuck with people's money will get you. Tad Divine, great name, Tad. Oh, look at his face. Mm. Oh, he looks. He looks like he had just got a stroke on the. <laughs> Tad Divine was the first witness called to testify. He has been a senior. He had been a senior advisor to the 26 campaign of Senator Bernie Sanders, but before that, he worked for Manafort as a consultant to help elect Yankovic as president of the Ukraine in 2010. Divine quit working for Yankovic after the government arrested former Prime Minister Yulia Tymoshenko. He declined to work with Manafort during the 2012 Ukrainian elections, but later returned to build a new Ukrainian political party after Yankovic was ousted in 2014. While on the stand, Devine said he earned $600,000 for working on Yankovic's 2010 presidential campaign and said his firm was paid by Manafort's company via wire transfer. He said he did not know if the money came from a foreign bank account. Devine's consulting firm has asserted he did nothing illegal. Vic- he should get six months. Six months. Viktor Yankovic. Oh, he looks ominous as well. Mm. Viktor Yankovic won't appear, on, won't appear on trial, but his name will figure prominently during the testimony. The former president of Ukraine won his seat with the help of Manafort, who revamped Yankovic's image during a run for prime minister in 2006. Before that race, Yankovic had been arrested twice. His party of regions was known for being tied to organized crime and Russia. Manafort allegedly taught Yankovic how to deliver a speech, stay on message, and dress like a politician. Yankovic was elected prime minister in 2006, but lost another race for the position in 2007. In 2010, Yankovic brought Manafort on for his presidential campaign. Although he won, he was ousted in February 2014 after he persecuted his political enemies and was accused of corruption. The former politician is wanted by Ukraine for corruption and murder and faces sanctions by the U.S. and European Union for the invasion of Crimea. Konstantin Kilimnik. These are fun names. Konstantin Kilimnik is a Russian political consultant who worked for Manafort's consulting firm in Kiev, Ukraine. Kiev, chicken Kiev, by the way, is a delicious, delicious food. One of my favorites of all time. He was <laughs> I'm hungry. I am starving. Uh, he was the 20th person to be indicted by Mueller and is facing charges of conspiracy to obstruct justice and obstruction of justice. Uh, in June, Klimnik and Manafort were later charged with witness tampering for allegedly asking two witnesses to provide false testimony. These guys are dirty and deep, dark, I know. dirty. Like, they're, they're into everything. They're killing people? Killing people. I'm sure there's some sex trade There better going be on. some sex trade going on. You know there is. Mm. Um, money laundering, like they into everything. Russian girls are really pretty. Uh, Till they're 25. <laughs> they don't age well. <laughs> Klimnik's name yeah. appears they lose their hair and then they're not as pretty yeah. in several emails that prosecutors plan to show at trial 
Uh, he has ties to Russian intelligence, which he denies. Oh, this is a great name. Oleg Deripaska. Pad- Deripaska. He, he looks like he would hate fuck Ol- you. Oh, wow. He looks Ugh. like he would like tie you up or something mm. and cut you and fuck you at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to put a knife on his dick. Uh, Oleg Deripaska, <laughs> a close acquaintance of Russian President Vladimir Putin, is likely to come up in relation to $10 million he allegedly lent to Manafort. He lent $10 million? Oh, okay. here you go, Tin. Deri Pasca, who will not appear in this trial, is the is also the person who allegedly introduced Manafort to Ukraine. The U.S. revoked Deri Pasca's visa in 2005, possibly because of alleged ties to organized crime, according to the Wall Street Journal. And less than two weeks before Trump accepted the GOP presidential nomination, Manafort offered to give private briefings about the 2016 election to Deri Pasca. Oof. Renat Ak. Akmentov Akmentov Rinat Akmentov Good name The name of Ryak Akmentov A Ukrainian steel magnate Has already popped up in the trial Divine testified on Tuesday That Akmentov Contributed funds to the party of regions And was close with Manafort Akmentov hired Manafort in 2005 To improve his public image of his company Akmentov was an early backer Of the Russian-friendly party of regions And brought Manafort in to work on the party's campaign Including Yankovic's Akmentov is one of the wealthiest people in the Ukraine With a net worth of $5.8 billion, According to Forbes Alright, so those are the key players So what it sounds like to me Is a bunch of old white men Mmm <laughs> Uh, that basically oh, have too much money. Too much money. Don't know when to stop. Yeah. Too greedy. Whore bored. Mm. I'm like seriously. I'm like you have you have it. They they have a lot they, of money. They have a lot of yeah. I'm hoping that everyone goes down. I I don't even really understand why Americans would be working on Russian campaigns. But You're not supposed to. So that's the whole deal, right? Is yeah, that-, that that on top of that. But I mean, he probably learned it from Reagan because Reagan was notorious for doing that in Central America, uh, affecting their elections and what have you. So right, you know. that was the thing during Reagan. I never understood. There was that guy. What was it called? They were the Contra, the Iran Contra, Iran Contra scandal. But that had something to do with Nicaragua. Yes, uh, uh, guns. Uh, it had something to do with the gun sales or whatever. Oliver North, right? Ollie North. Yeah. Who is the head of the NRA now? No. Yeah. That's hilarious. The Iran Contra affair uh, was a political scandal that occurred during the second term of the Reagan administration. All right. I remember all of this going down when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I just never really understood it. Uh, so there's actually a website that's called Understanding the Iran-Contra Affairs. Welcome to <laughs> Understanding the Iran-Contra Affairs, the only comprehensive website on the famous Reagan-era government scandal, which stemmed from the U.S. government's policies toward two seemingly unrelated countries, Nicaragua and Iran. Despite stated and repeated denials to Congress and the public, Reagan administration officials supported the militant Contra rebels in Nicaragua and sold arms to hostile Iranian government. These events have led to questions about the appropriateness of covert operations, congressional oversight, and even presidential power to pardon. It's so funny that he didn't, that 
the, uh, Reagan didn't go down for any of this no. stuff at all. No. Reagan, I love when people talk about Reagan and praise him. That man was a dirty motherfucker. Like, there was so much going on. And that's one of the reasons I believe Bush distanced himself from Reagan. Uh, but he, Bush, again, won in 88. So, I mean... Uh, understanding the Iran controversy, enduring issues on uh, ethics and public officials and accountability and democracy. The Iran-Contra affairs can be seen through the lens of foreign policy. How should the U.S. relate to countries in the Middle East and Central America? There's also enduring issues about ethics and our constitutional form of government. Through that lens, there are key questions about the duties of public officials, the justifications, if ever, for deception, and the significance of following orders. There are also important issues about the mechanisms for accountability in government, along with constitutional questions about the separation of powers. Yeah, I mean, all this stuff, it is even from, I'm reading, I'm still reading that book by Robert McNamara about, um, about the uh, Vietnam War and the mistakes that were made and the, and the lying and the subterfuge and not communi- communicating to the American people what's going on. And we've, still, we don't know we still, either. but that's the thing is that, like in our government, though, well, they can't, they can't tell us everything because how could we know? But what do they have to tell us? You know, like the whole Bay of Pigs thing was a totally underhanded CIA plot gone awry. You know, we're going to get these Cuban nationalists that are against it. We're going to fake a... They basically thought that the Cubans would be on their side when they came in, and they weren't. And it was like, whoa. But it's our government and their subterfuge, which is usually a problem. But then they... I guess they have to hide things from us. I mean, look, the fucking FBI, man. Like, they know all kinds of shit they shouldn't know. There's, you know, even with going to this administration, there's, I'm sure, there's so many things we don't know that's going on. Oh, yeah. That, you know, that I'm sure the FBI and the CIA are going to dig up. That will probably never, I mean, well, just like, just like people, they know who killed JFK, a- but mm. just... Just think about the future of like just so much dirt mm. that we're probably going to find out, or maybe yeah. we'll never find out. We're not going to find out the this, dirt. This is like the most crooked administration. Yeah, thus far. I mean, is it? Who knows? I mean, I mean, it's more did crooked Bush, than Nixon. I mean, if Bush, it's, it's more crooked than Nixon. But will we find out eventually if if George W. Bush did indeed know about? He did. The, I mean, but, reading to the kids. And, I mean, but the thing is. George Bush is like nothing compared to this guy. Compared to Trump? Yeah. I mean, we thought that, oh my God, Bush is the worst. Yeah, we did. We thought thought he was... Did Bush hold like children hostage <laughs> So because he did not get his way uh, that whole ice a, thing yeah ice didn't even exist until so the Bush era yeah I mean till 2005 I think 2004 yeah. 2005 which needs to be it, they need to demolish it anyway ice ICE's primary mission is to promote homeland security and public safety through the criminal and civil enforcement of federal laws governing border control customs trade and immigration uh and I mean, I, it's, it's sad that we're trying to, uh, they have ice.gov. It's, it's coming up. How to join. Yeah, we can, lives. we could, yeah, we can, we can join them. Who are we? What we do? Let's see. This is their thing. Kidnap what we, people. what we do, what we do, uh, immigrant, uh, immigration enforcement, investigating illegal movement of people and goods, preventing terrorism. This is white people's favorite public website. This is what we do. <laughs> Who we are. 
uh, enforcement and removal operations, homeland security investigations. Yeah, kidnapping. <laughs> the history of ICE. This is what we want. We want to see what year they were born in. You were saying probably 2006, 2005? I said 2004, 2005. Okay, let's check it out. March 2003, the Homeland Security oh. Act set into motion what was to be the largest, sing, single largest government reorganization since the creation of the Department of Defense. One of the agencies in the new Department of Homeland Security was the Bureau of Immigration and Customs Enforcement, now known as ICE. Congress granted ICE a unique combination of civil and criminal authorities to better protect the nation's security and public safety in answer to the tragic events of 9-11. This yes. is from 9-11. Exactly, yeah. So it was just the roundup brown people. You Don't you remember in the early 2000s how they... The exe- uh, how they took away people? all of our... They took away all of our rights because of the Homeland Security Act and they can look at any of our tweets or they can look at all of our texts and they can uh what was that called again uh shoot oh it still exists it still exists the patriot act yeah the patriot, patriot act. act um but ice was created again the fear of muslims ah of course protecting our borders from it, those dirty muslims exactly and then of course you know the immigration brown people come next but that's the I mean, crazy thing is that if our government perpetrated 9-11 they did it in order to do these kind of things and to take away our civil liberties and to take away fear. For, it's, it's all fear it's all fear and I guess job creation ICE says now more than 200,000 law enforcement and support personnel in more than 400 offices in the United States around the world the agency has an annual budget of approximately 6 billion primarily devoted to three operational di- director directorates homeland security investigations enforcement and removal operations and the Office of Principal Legal Advisor. A fourth directorate, Management and Administration, supports these three operational branches. There's a 15-year uh, ICE anniversary timeline. How beautiful. <laughs> we should look Did at they the really gorgeous... They do. They have a beautiful... They have a beautiful... Celebrating lies since 2003. Yeah, celebrating the history <laughs> of ICE. Here it is. Celebrating the history of ICE from 2003 to 2017. Oh. And, oh, I love that. It's a story it's, that began nearly 15 years ago. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> with, it, with its passage in November 2002, the Homeland Security Act set into motion what would be the single largest government reorganization since the creation of the Department of Defense against our own people. Opening its doors in March 2003, one of the component agencies of the new Department of Homeland Security was the Bureau of, Min- of Immigration and Customs Informant, known as ICE. ICE was granted a unique... Com- oh, I already read this part. Leveraging those authorities, ICE has become a powerful and sophisticated federal law enforcement agency. Throughout 2017, ICE is looking back at its achievements and uh, history <laughs> through a series of stories, images, and milestones, focusing on significant events and accomplishments one year at a time, beginning with 2003. So it starts with September 11th, 2001. 19 terrorists hijack commercial airliners and carry out a massive attack on the United States fake news Two, uh, 2002 Homeland Security Act here we go 2003 to 2005 oh look they've got all these evidence boxes and looks like maybe drug drugs money and drugs people March 2003 they begin operations Michael J. Garcia nominated as Assistant Secretary Bureau of Immigration Enforcement highlights detention and removal operations establishes the first eight fugitive operation teams they arrest 1,900 illegal aliens Yes, brown people. Five of the agency's most wanted criminal aliens are captured by detention and removal operations in less than a month. 
the first special agent training graduate graduation is held, marking the graduation of the first class of special agents. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Something Predator. Uh, Office of Investigation launches Operation Predator, an initiative to protect children from sexual predators by targeting child pornographers, child sex tourists, and people involved in all levels of child pornography. Child sex tourists? There is such a thing? That's amazing. Oh, well, I would guess that would be more overseas, right? I, <laughs> I'm used they to come to here? I want to sleep with children, so I'm going to go to America? I, I guess. I I'm going to look up child sex like, tourists. You go to Thailand. Oh, look, there's a brown person. They've brown got people. terrible p- pictures. Yes. Um, <sighs> Scaring Do they the put brown in the and black people. Ice. Ice. Uh, operation, ice Operation Devil's Horns leads to in- the indictment of 22 individuals in the San Francisco Bay Area on federal racketeering and other charges arising from the participation in the Mara Salvatrucha, the MS-13 gang. Gotcha. So they're all over the place. They're doing gangs. They're... ICE signs a memorandum of understanding with Vietnam, allowing the repatriation of Vietnamese citizens who entered the United States on or after July 12th, 1995. They understand? Is that what it said? Yeah, they They (laughs) have understanding with Vietnam, allowing the repatriation of Vietnamese citizens. Oh, well, gee, thanks. Thanks for understanding. Thanks for understanding. (laughs) Who wrote that? I don't know. It's ICE. I don't even... Oh, um, you know what's other another thing that I was reading about? This also co- uh, coincides with ICE. So the detention centers that they had for these children, mm. that they had been, been kidnapping them to, they had been uh, dosing children with drugs without any consent. What? Yeah. No parental consent in your no drugging children? Con- which you know how illegal that is. And then there's also, and one of the... Um, one of the places uh, had to be shut down because there were so many. Um, there was there, invest, or excuse me, um, alleged uh, sex abuse going on. Here are there's a detention facility right here in the Bay Area, actually, Where? the Contra Costa West County Detention Facility in Richmond. That's the closest detention facility to us. So, I guess if that's where kids. It's funny because they brought me back to to ICE again. I'm like, I want to see where. The detention centers are. Uh, oh, images. Let's look at the images of the... I, I, I mean, any way we can jail people, right? I guess. Oh, but look, children. there's a baby. Like, oh. like what they've, they've done... Now there's like a... They said there's over like 700 kids who they can't find their parents because either their parents went back to their country... South Texas Family Lockup will be the nation's largest immigration <sighs> detention center. Yeah. There's just people laying on mats on the floor and children with like space blankets on them. Uh, can you imagine if you were a little kid and you were taken away from your parents and put in a room with just a bunch of people? And I just, I mean, you're watching Orange is the New Black. Is, is that what jail is like? I mean, it's. This, th- these kids don't. These are children. They're, I, yeah, I, you in know, space blankets on the ground. On the ground, there. I mean, some of the children had not been able to take showers. Oh, this it's child abuse. Well, this is human abuse. Like it's, these are the. It's, it's just there. There's nowhere for people to lay down. There's so many people that, and there's it, nothing. It's. And you know, it's. The story, like I just mentioned, had came out, I believe, last week about them uh, 
uh, prescribing these kids drugs without consent because you know any the the child's been kidnapped basically and so the the kids panic yeah and so they would dope these kids up to numb it wow like really we live that this is this is our country this is what we do to kids and where are those pro-lifers now right where are those where, pro-lifers? yeah you're so where, into life where are those pro-lifers i don't hear you this is here this is here it is here is here's that here's that article um talking about it i put in drugs without consent detained immigrant children in texas forced to take anti-psychotic drugs uh this is actually this is this one is from june so it's been going on for a while uh Heartbreaking investigative stories reveal that by the Texas Tribune highlight the disturbing conditions many undocumented children have been allegedly forced to endure in privately run shelters set up to house them as they await proceedings to determine whether they can stay in the country. One of the more gruesome details includes allegations that children at the Shiloh Treatment Center near Houston, Texas, were routinely dosed with unneeded antipsychotics to keep them quiet and compliant. As per reveal... President Donald Trump's zero-tolerance policy is creating a zombie army of children forcibly injected with medications that make them dizzy, listless, obese, and even incapacitated, according to legal filings that show immigrant children in U.S. custody subdued with powerful psychiatric drugs. Terrible. So that's real. That's nuts. That's, that's, so they're giving three-year-olds, four-year-olds. I mean, th- these kids are suffering trauma. Yeah. Devastating affidavits by children and parents about their alleged treatment at Shiloh, along with documentation that lays out the staggering number of drugs some children were allegedly told to take, as many as 18 pills a day, according to one account. The lawsuit describes children who were given these medications supposedly to help treat their depression or other mental illnesses, other mental health issues. But in many cases, these children have alleged that they were told they had to take the drugs in order to see their parents again, while others were told the drugs were actually vitamins. Most of the drugs mentioned in the lawsuit, such as Olanzapine, ooh, and quitanapine are antipsychotics used to treat schizophrenia. But they're peen, it sounds like they're in the diaz, diazepine family. Uh, and depression, they're also drugs like parazosin used to treat high blood pressure, post-traumatic stress disorder, and anxiety. And benzodiazepines like clozapam, a tranquilizer used to manage seizures and panic attacks. I mean, I love benzodiazepines, but what is this olanzapine? Is that a, I wonder if it's a benzodiazepine. Uh... That's ugh. Oh. It's amazing to me that they're just injecting kids, forcing children to take drugs so they'll stay quiet, so they won't like. They don't think that people were going to catch on to this. I, I mean, olanzapine is a it's a, for schizophrenia, so there would be no reason to give it to small children because no, schizophrenia doesn't come out until you're 18, 19, 20. It's a to treat it's a personality disorder. These are these kids don't have it doesn't. They're not even giving them the right kind of drugs. Right. It can help decrease hallucinations and help you think more clearly and more positively about yourself in everyday life. It belongs to a class called atypical antipsychotics. Wow. They're doping up kids. God Unbelievable. Uh, benzodiazepines meanwhile, meanwhile depress a person's brain activity and provide them which makes them a valuable tool to help manage seizures and sometimes anxiety but they can also cause hallucination and memory loss and increase the risk of suicide and depression they can also become habit forming leaving to withdrawal symptoms mm. for people who aren't correctly eased off the medication oh no 
I mean, wow, that's pretty amazing. So the, the, inc- the incidents documented in the filings have occurred during the Trump administration, but problem extends far past Trump. As Reveal also reported, private detention centers and shelters have been repeatedly cited for neglectful behavior as well as sexual abuse and physical violence toward detained children. But despite these complaints, the investigation found that facilities accused of abuse or neglect have received more than $1.4 billion in federal funding by the Office of Refugee Settlement. Yep. I don't hear no pro-lifers. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't hear it's a child or it's not a choice. I mean, this is <laughs> this is pretty crazy stuff. Um, I'm just imagining those kids going back home to the trauma. And then on top of that, some of the kids having to be weaned off. Stop giving psych... Trump administration must stop giving psychotropic drugs to migrant children without consent, judge rules. Yeah, duh. Children say they were beaten kept naked in cells and tied to chairs at center god damn I, I'm like god. I it, it it's unbelievable to me now but it's totally believable cause what are so immigrant children aren't people I guess no I told you dude brown oh, that's right brown people aren't people yeah no I forgot if now I forgot it's America if it was Johnny or Alice Oh my God, the world, oh, we're in an uproar. We gotta do something about this. Oh my, that's, yeah. No, but it's Jorge. But we, but we do as white people give our kids, I mean, look at all the, look at all the kids that are on Ridlin. Ridlin. That are like, hey, you can't, you you have a child who has expression and, and wants to, and doesn't, isn't like following the rules like normal. Oh, okay. So rather than work with them, just give them drugs. Yeah. And it got really abused and, and. And so now those kids who, so those kids that were on Ritalin are having kids now. So I'm wondering, I'm, I'm wondering if that He's, pattern is still going to be continued. Hmm. I mean, I, well, it's, just, the, it's 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 nice for the pharmaceutical corporations because when you when you're on you know Ritalin or Adderall or whatever, it's like forever. Right. <laughs> so it's like you know one pill a day. How much is the pill? How much are you paying? What's going into your insurance? For decades. For decades. I mean, but this is just this is just so disgusting. It's the it fact, is like abhorrent that we're giving children drugs drugs to I mean, keep them quiet in detention. So it's terrible to even jailing children. That's pretty insane. You think that's like you think our country wouldn't do that? Like you think? I think it was one of the Fox News people that said like um, these. Uh, she didn't call them jail detention. She called it. It's like. She said something like it's like summer camp. It's like it's like a camp for like, you know, summer camp. Some fox repulsive person said this. I can't remember her name. But I'm like that didn't look like summer camp. I I didn't know that you get molested at summer camps. I mean, or beaten at summer camp. Beaten or drugged at summer camp. Yeah. Or not to get to shower at summer camp unless mm. it was by choice. Uh, <laughs> but we were actually at my summer camp. We they made us shower at least once during the week. You're, you're they were like, to. you have to. Yeah, because they're be like, nasty. come on, stinky girl. But it's just like, and like I said, I don't hear the pro-lifer people coming out worrying about these these 
hum- these children these, yeah. that are here, these, yes, these babies, some some right. are, some are babies. I yep. mean, for Pete's sake, I can't even imagine. You take the baby. Where are you putting the baby? And then there was just a, gonna let the baby cry. Like, and then the baby mean? has to be breastfed. So would you? There was there was an article about that that <gasps> I read course. too. Well, and because one of the gross things is, I'm sure that if they're giving them formula, it wouldn't be the formula that that some formulas have corn syrup in them. Like, right. Gross! You don't want to... So the baby is getting sick? Yeah, sure. Well, if the ba- if you take a baby away from it, if you don't... They did studies years ago, like, if you don't pick up a baby, the baby will, like, die. Like, if you... Even if you give it food, but you have to touch and love you, a baby, you have, you have to. You have to. It. You have to. You have to love a baby. Yeah. It's... I mean, I, I don't understand how people can treat children like the, I, it. Just yeah. boggles me. I I see how we treat adults, but really, children. Yeah. Like ch- some children can be assholes, but that doesn't give. I mean, the, don't. These children were kidnapped. We're, our our government is terrible. We're terrible. all because he didn't he didn't get his wall, or you know it. Ugh. I. It's a country. We're a country of immigrants, and the question goes back to. You know, his parents were immigrants too. But so, what do we we close our? We say now, hey, although we are a country of immigrants, that we we were all immigrants. Nobody was here except the Native Americans. We stole their land. The Mexicans stole their land. But and then you brought us over here. Right. Too. But then, so when is it? When is the right? Brought all the. We, we're a country of immigrants. Yet now we say no more immigrants. Immigrants are bad. Immigrants are bad. It's like so. Immigrants before 1975 were they okay? Was it immigrants from before 1940? Are they okay? Is it immigrants that came in? 1880 are they okay <laughs> or, or does it have to be the immigrants that came in 1750 are they okay that's, like that's thank you when thank you. when were the immigrants who are the people that belong here yeah thank you and, that, and that's so I, I think that's why it's so laughable to me because it's just like you're an immigrant yeah his you parents were immigrant. his parents were german immigrants yeah and his mom was from scotland um but you, what do you mean we don't want immigrants? Where, who the who the fuck are you? Do you know what? Right. This is why American history and education is so fucking important. Yeah. Because when you know, the more you know, basically. Da-na-na-na. Thank you. Uh, you. The more that I mean, the, the the idea of hatred on immigrants when you're an immigrant itself is so idiotic. Yeah. It's because you don't know or you just don't care to are know we, your history. Like people are goodness. so proud to talk about their grandpa from like Germany or their oh I remember my uh my aunt aunt or my auntie from the Ukraine and blah blah blah. Okay, and how did you get over there? Yeah. I mean Listen, I got papers. My grandfather's born on a reservation, so I get to stay. <laughs> I don't know how many times I get to tell y'all I get to stay. Y'all go home. Yeah, where are we? Where are we supposed to? It, it's, I would love. I mean, I say let's. I would love to move to Mexico. Uh, we'll, we'll, we're we're out of time, but I'm going to close on this. Natalie Fauzi has a great new joke that I love so much. She's working <laughs> it out, but the idea behind it, which I think is so brilliant, is that the only thing that Trump's really good at is building resorts. So what he should do is make a deal with Mexico and build some resorts down there. And then like for every heroin addict they take or homeless person down in Mexico, we'll take a family of immigrants or something like do like a trade thing. A trade thing. Like we'll like take, take one of ours. Like, but she's, it's very funny. The way she puts it is like, it's quite brilliant. And I sort of like, I don't think it's fair to give Mexico all of our, but wouldn't it be nice, like, if to do rehab in Mexico, like on a beach, you know, like a yeah. palapa? 
like hang out. I mean, get a massage. Get a massage. <laughs> no, she has a, it's a it's a funny joke. <laughs> hey everybody, uh, get out of your funk. Be nice to each other. Um, don't hurt nobody. Don't hurt nobody. Unless they're mean. Unless yeah. <laughs> And uh, we'll be back next week. I'm sure I'll be in a better mood. Don't worry about it. Uh, We have a new breaker, which is exciting. Uh, There you go. And uh, we'll see you guys next week on the AltaCast. On the uh, button at the top. There we go. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. summertime and we're ready to groove in the mission for the sixth annual noise pop block party it's free saturday august 18th from noon to 6 p.m with bands empress of jeff rosenstock the marias the she's small crush the total bettys and more come to mutiny radio for special programming all afternoon including live comics karaoke on the radio for donations and interviews with main stage bands bring your family friends neighbors and dogs on August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thstreetblockparty.com. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up a excellent mix of jazz latin gospel hip-hop and traditional folk ballads great stuff check it out labor and love is every saturday 10 a.m to 12 p.m serve somebody
station. We're actually under the free comedy section. My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for is <laughs> in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty great, I'm sure. Um, we have a little announcement for you. A PSA of sorts. Yes. Uh, listen to Cowards every 10 a.m. to 11 on Mutiny Radio. On Fridays. Yay. For 